Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Good morning, Dean. At the recent M&M Compliance School, we spoke at length about many hot regulatory areas, such as fair lending, CRA, climate risk, UDAP, representments, etc. What valuable topic are you bringing to the table today, Dean? Len, it's a pleasure to see you again, and thank you uh, for presenting at our compliance school. Uh, In fact, uh, let me take just a minute to talk about that. Last week was, uh, or I should say uh, two weeks ago, I guess uh, all the weeks seem to blend together, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, M&M Consulting held its 13th annual regulatory compliance school, and over the... uh, three and a half days, we had over 160 uh, participants with a myriad of topics that are important to compliance professionals. Uh, Our annual compliance school has turned out to be one of the largest regulatory schools in all of New England. Uh, In fact, we're arguably one of the only regulatory compliance schools in the country besides those presented uh, by the big associations such as the ABA, the ICBA, the CBA, the NCUA, etc. So, um, it, you know, it was very exciting. It's a fully accredited uh, uh, school through uh, ABA accreditation, uh, and we draw compliance professionals from various agencies and different financial sectors. We've had participants uh, in the past from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the FDIC, the OCC, uh, most recently the U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, and also a uh, former law enforcement and cybersecurity professional uh, different local associations, as well as firms such as uh, yourself, such as Geodata Vision, that help us uh, give uh, our audience a very unique perspective on regulatory uh, compliance. And as I indicated, it's fully accredited. Uh, this year, we also did something which is slightly unique, and we had our first ever roundtable discussion uh, on the final day. And we were blessed uh, to have uh, uh, Dr. Ken Thomas, a Penn Wharton graduate, as well as a professor, uh, not to mention, uh, as you uh, know, uh, he wrote the book on CRA. Um, so the, uh, you know, the only thing I can say is the school was very successful. Um, I encourage the audience to visit our website uh, often so that they can take advantage of uh, the various training offers that we do have in, in addition to the school. And uh, we met last week, actually, uh, to kick off the planning process for 2023 and uh, we kicked the tires around a little bit len and of course i know that uh that you're going to be part of that uh, that school and and whatever other training offerings we have but you and i have collaborated on many different things and we've talked about uh, perhaps putting together some 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 more in the weed type cra uh uh, plug and play mm-hmm. guidance as well. So there's a lot coming at us, and I just encourage people to not only visit your website at geodatavision.com, but also the M&M website, uh, as well as our uh, Compliance 911 show website. Um, use those as a source of information because uh, we're trying to get it all, all out there for everybody to take advantage of. And 
you know, it's our pleasure. Um, I'm sure I know you, uh, you, you probably echo the same thing. It's our pleasure to be able to provide these impactful uh, events, conferences, schools uh, to, to clients uh, all over the place. So very, very appreciative of what we, what, we, what we accomplished a couple of weeks ago. And again, I thank you, Len, from the bottom of my heart uh, for your participation in that event. Well, Dean, you're right to be proud of what you do uh, with M&M and the annual compliance uh, school. Uh, I, I found that even though I was a speaker there, I learned from some of the other speakers about some of the other interesting topics that they were addressing. So it was of great benefit to me, too, to learn about some of these other hot topics. Uh, and I want to encourage you to keep keep up the great work at m M&M. uh, It's it, This conference, this annual conference, is extremely uh, informative and helpful. And I think anyone listening to today's podcast ought to look it up on your website and see about maybe next year's podcast, uh, next year's compliance school, which I know is going to have at least one nationally recognized speaker uh, that will be new um, to the program. Yeah. And, and, and I appreciate that Len. And, and, you know, all I can say is our alliance is strong and uh, uh, we'll continue to collaborate and work together on providing the best, uh, the best in class solutions to people uh, in, in, in the financial industry. So I'm, I'm very excited and, and look forward to uh, uh, next year as I, as I uh, sit here uh, with nationally recognized speakers uh, um, from, from various agencies, so on and so forth. So very excited. So, you know, let me, uh, without further ado, let me delve into today's topic. Um, and I, I thought it was kind of important. We didn't really cover it, only some components of it at Compliance School, but you know, it deals with compliance management systems. And, and when we start peeling back the onion and think about all the things we talked about last week or two weeks ago, excuse me, at the school um, with, you know, fair lending, with CRA, with UDAP, with representments. And uh, you know, obviously the, the thread, there is a common thread and that common thread ties everything back to the uh, compliance management system. So um, with everything discussed at the school, it's imperative that compliance professionals visit their uh, compliance management systems to ensure it is working and includes the appropriate amount of board and management oversight, sound policies, procedures, uh, training. And I, when I say training, I'm not talking about the type of generic training where you can go on and take the test 150 times if you fail it. Um, it needs to be more job specific training. We need to challenge people. We need to ensure that they understand what it is. Uh, that they're uh, that they're training to, and also complaint management. Never discredit that. It's very imperative um, that that folks pay attention to all of those various uh, uh, pillars within the compliance management system. Great advice, uh, Dean. You know, with the proposed changes just to CRA, I can see the importance of a sound CMS. Given how drastic and convoluted the proposed regulation is, if nothing changes. This will probably be the most sweeping change banks have faced with any regulation. So you picked a winning topic today. Yeah, Len, you're spot on as always. An effective compliance management system commonly has two uh, interdependent control components. And I think that, you know, we, we want to obviously discuss those. You have boarded management oversight, and then you have the compliance program itself, which, again, gets into... Uh, sound policies and procedures. And then, you know, don't just create a policy for the sake of creating a policy. There has to be a tone at the top and setting policy that's consistent, you know, with the strategic planning and missions of the institution. Uh, procedures um, should be separate from your policy. You don't want to commingle 
uh, your procedures and policy because then you're turning around and, and going to the board every time you have to get something approved. And those procedures should be step action. I know the analogy everybody uses is, you know, you step out the door and get hit by a bus, who's going to know what to do? I hate that analogy. Um, I, I like to th be a little more optimistic. If you leave and go to Hawaii and never come back, then who who can pick up the pieces and know what it, what it is that they're supposed to be doing? So mm -hmm. um, I think it's imperative that we create what we call step action procedures. Somebody can walk in who knows nothing, read the procedure and understand how to uh, comply with the with the requirements based on that uh, that particular written procedure. Training programs, once again, job specific. Mm -hmm. Uh, we can't have generic training programs where you just uh, take a test at the end and 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 say, okay, I, I understand what it is that I'm doing. So more job specific training, uh, monitoring. I mean, that hasn't gone away, folks. Although we talk about uh, auditing on a regular basis, and the regulators have somehow uh, pushed a lot of our third party monitoring firms into more independence and in an audit process. Uh, we can't discredit monitoring. We have to make sure that we understand what monitoring controls in place. Um, these should be risk focused and based on uh, current events that are occurring. And, and we want to make sure those aren't siloed as well. Um, and then, of course, the consumer complaint response, which is extremely important. And um, we've seen a significant uptick in complaints. And part of that is because of the ease of reporting uh, from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. So. Uh, when the two interdependent control components are strong and well-coordinated, an institution should be successful in man managing its compliance responsibilities and risk. I think the real big issue we've seen with, with CMS, which I just mentioned, um, and, 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 and probably more in larger institutions than some of your smaller institutions, and that is where processes become siloed relative to the compliance management program. We may disseminate uh, amongst the various departments responsibilities, but we failed to connect the dots to the overall CMS, which is imperative. So if you do have, you know, various uh, managers, senior managers or, or individuals within those departments who have compliance monitoring responsibilities, how do we bring that back to our compliance management system overall um, and then provide for appropriate uh, controls in reporting uh, on those various compliance areas and those components that drive our compliance management system. Well, that seems like a no-brainer, having the various departments report through the CMS. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I mean, it, sometimes I'm a little miffed as to how, you know, how folks uh, fail to connect the dots. See, you know, they, they, they more or less push things off their desk and say, okay, it's your responsibility to take care of this. And while it may be true, you still have to pull that full circle back to the compliance management system. So, um, you know, you'd be surprised uh, how many institutions actually, you know, disseminate their compliance appropriately so through the organization, but they can't connect those dots or bring it back uh, full circle. I've always thought of it kind of like an an octopus, and this may sound like very strange, but you know, you have all these these arms and tentacles, um, but they need to connect them to the body for everything to work right. So, you know, you can have all the tentacles and all the arms that you need and want um, that are reaching out and providing certain monitoring services, but if you don't have anything to connect those or bring them back to the body, then they're essentially useless, and that's that's how I kind of view CMS as well. That's a great analogy, Dean. So. 
Dr. Dean, do you have any recommendations for institutions regarding this issue? <laughs> Dr. Dean, I haven't heard that for a long time. People, people back in actually in high school, they used to call me doctor because my, my first name is Dean and my, my middle initial is R. So they always used to ah. call me. They always used to call me Doctor Stock, and so uh, kind of interesting. Dr. Yeah, Dr. So it's kind of interesting that you say that. Um, or mm. I, I think they also make a Dr. Makes a what a weed trimmer too. So I guess you could say I'm a oh, weed geez. trimmer. Who knows? But uh, in any case, uh, you know, it, to answer your question, Len, uh, many of the issues we've seen are the re direct result of poor communication and culture, and I think that kind of you know, uh, finds its way or through through all institutions where we have these, I'll call them temporary breakdowns uh, in communication. And, and we create this culture uh, where folks are afraid to speak up or say stuff or, or at least, uh, 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 I don't want to call it stepping on toes, but uh, certainly uh, they get involved in the grind. They, they don't want to uh, stir the pot necessarily. Uh, so communications break down, the culture breaks down, and, and as a result of that, there, uh, there are issues. So effective communication is the glue uh, that binds these teams together, and team connectivity is crucial for a successful uh, compliance management system. Uh, uh, system excuse me. Um, so, I, so I would recommend the following. Uh, remove or get rid of staff who embrace a siloed mentality. There's just no room for them. And I know we're in a very difficult uh, uh, a staffing uh, uh, economy, um, but these folks are toxic to your success and they cost you more in the long run. So get rid of them. Um, establish leadership, it, you know, tone at the top, uh, very important, um, and make sure that those uh, leadership responsibilities are, again, disseminated throughout the institution. Draw a map of your compliance management system. I know you and I talk about this all the time. I'm so intrigued because you're always providing with me with these visuals. And I think it's imperative that folks get that, that visual. So a map will help you uh, establish that visual and how compliance could be or is disseminated within your financial institutions. It also assigns responsibility for each one of those areas so that you know which area you need to connect to the, to the overall or pull in, I should say, to your CMS. Communicate uh, the institution's vision and mission. It's imperative that we do that as well. Set goals for middle management and ensure appropriate reporting uh, on compliance and to compliance. Um, create cross-department meetings or working days for team members to ensure everyone understands the workflows and the why behind our mission. Uh, once again, people uh, have responsibilities. They're not really sure why they're doing what they're doing. They go through the motions of doing it. Because they are ultimately, they say, "Well, I was told that I have to do that." Well, it's a, you know, it's kind of important that we uh, understand the why behind it, and that we have the appropriate connection of those dots to senior personnel within the compliance department. Make sure all employees from different areas know each other and communicate regularly. Um, just because I'm in, you know, one person's in commercial loans and the other one's in retail, um, or perhaps even in deposit operations. Those folks still need to communicate regularly, especially if they're part of an overall compliance management team and process. Ensure that your team members have the tools required to achieve the mission, um, whether it's technology or whether it's, uh, uh, you know, human related. We still have to have the tools required in order to do what we need to do. 
And then last but not least, train. Uh, don't just train on what the regulatory topics are. Train them on the jobs, uh, 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 the job itself, and and what that entails, and all the way from the again the tone at the top down through uh, the various departments. If institutions follow all those basic guidelines, uh, I, I mean I can't guarantee anything, but I can certainly uh, say that you'll strengthen your CMS and ensure compliance is not siloed within those various departments. That's great advice, Dean, not only for financial institutions, but for any business. Yeah, no, I thank you for that. And I, you know, I agree. I think that the business principles are generally the same. Um, But the larger we get, the more vulnerable we become as a result of communication failure. So uh, once again, you know, let's let's make sure that we communicate effectively. If there's anything that we've learned through COVID, uh, communication is key no matter how you uh, accomplish it, whether it's through the phone, whether it's through virtual means, or however you accomplish it, those touch points are important. That communication is critical, um, especially with everything that we've talked about over the last few weeks and all of the regulatory changes that are coming at us. So um, again, I hope everybody uh, enjoyed today. Um, this is Dean Stockford from m M&M and Consulting. And this is Len Suzio of GeoDataVision saying thank you for listening to today's podcast. And please let us know of any future topics you would like us to present. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.